uh, on Thursdays, you know, we feature Michigan medicine, and this is Thursday. So regardless of what's happening in our world, which we are reporting on, we are also doing our Michigan medicine. And a fascinating uh, conversation, I hope, I assume, with Dr. Paul Sederna, who is a professor and chief of plastic surgery at Michigan Medicine. Doctor, welcome to the Paul W. Smith Show. Thank you, Paul. It's my pleasure to be here. You should be able to remember my name, and I should be able to remember your name without any problem throughout this interview. <laughs> exactly. I, I am stunned, though. I, I have a little, not very much, but a little experience with Variety Detroit, the children's charity, and their myoelectric center. This is the, the business of prosthetics, if you will. But you are a plastic surgeon of note, and yet you specialize in prosthetics and some that you've developed that are very different and very fascinating, different from the various versions. How does a plastic surgeon come around to doing prosthetics? Well, actually, uh, thanks for that question, because when people think of plastic surgery, they often think about cosmetic surgery. Right. But the job that the plastic surgeon actually does involves restoring things back to the way they once were. And so that involves restoring people after cancer operations, people with congenital anomalies, or even some things related to aging. So for me, I was a biomedical engineer before and a plastic surgeon now. So actually being able to work on prosthetics and giving them the ability to have a hand that moves like a normal hand after an amputation perfectly aligns with our job as plastic surgeons. So different than, frankly, there's no better way to put it, the hook that people were given oftentimes when they lost a hand. And in fact, maybe because of a situation with one of your very own patients years ago, the industrial painter who was moving a ladder, you can tell the story. Sure. So um, quite a few years ago now, probably 15 years ago, a patient of mine was an industrial painter and he was moving a ladder on a, on a heavy due day and the electrical line came across his ladder and electrocuted him, burning about half his body. What a horrible accident. And he lost his arm in that accident. But since that time, he's such an incredible person that I was in- just motivated to be able to provide him with his hand back. So it was not long after that accident that the Department of Defense actually had a call for grants to develop new and better prosthetic control, and that's when the work that we started began. It's incredible work. I mean, this is the work that we've heard about. And Michigan Medicine researchers and this fine Dr. Paul Soderna have developed a mind-controlled prosthetic that uses electrodes attached to peripheral nerves to translate commands from brain into real-time intuitive movement at the at the finger level so different from what we used to know as prosthetic hands. Yeah, that's correct. And, you know, the original prosthetics, we've all seen people that have had hooks, and those hooks are working by cables and rubber bands. And, and frankly, that doesn't make any sense. It's 2022 now to have prosthetic devices that are functioning by cables and rubber bands just is not adequate. So we've actually worked to tap into the peripheral nerves that are still in the residual limb of people after amputations. 
And by recording the signals in those peripheral nerves, we can hear what the brain is saying. We can feed those signals to the prosthesis, and the prosthesis will move just like the hand did when the hand was there. Amazing. And uh, and part of it is what you knew was that you had to work off nerve signals, but nerve signals were very, very tiny. And uh, people would try to record what a nerve was saying, so to speak, and it was too quiet to hear. But you even found a way to to uh, kind of wrap things around the nerves and amplify the signal like a, like a megaphone. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's what's so exciting about this. If you can't hear what the nerve is saying you can't actually understand what the brain wants to do with the hand. But by wrapping those pieces of muscle around, it amplifies those signals so dramatically that now it becomes easy for us even to control the tiniest of movements. You depend on donations, and because, of, for example, a generous donation from the Stuart and Maxine Frankel Foundation, you are able to do an awful lot of this work that's underway how long will it take for these prosthetics to be more widely available? Yeah, so um, right now we're currently approved by the FDA to implant 10 patients with electrodes. The original plan was the electrodes were attached to these nerves and brought through the skin and attached to a series of computers on a large computer deck. We were able to convert that to smaller devices that were carried in a backpack. But with the generous donations of Stuart and Maxine Frankel Foundation, we're now converting that to an even smaller implantable device that goes inside the body, just like a pacemaker does to control someone's heart. And that then feeds all the signals wirelessly to the prosthesis for control. So actually, we're only a few years away from that, and I'm really excited to be able to bring this to a, a broader audience of 1.7 million people in the U.S. with limb loss and tens of millions of people worldwide. Quick, uh, quick question and answer, because we have lots more to talk about, but not lots more time. Is this current research applicable for leg and foot prosthetics as well? Absolutely. Everything that we're doing in the upper extremity can be done in the lower extremity as well. And having the ability to maybe even older people, to give them the opportunity to walk and not be wheelchair dependent will be amazing. What a, an interesting conversation and uh, something new to be learned, which I appreciate every day we can do it. Here we're talking to Professor and Chief of Plastic Surgery at Michigan Medicine and finding out the role that he has, it's a big one, Dr. Paul Soderna, into this whole idea of prosthetics. And now it makes sense, Doc, as you explained it, your job is to try to put people back to the way they were, and you are. That's correct. Well, thank you so much for this time. I really appreciate it. Well, we appreciate it, and we appreciate you, and we appreciate the incredible things happening at Michigan Medicine. We're thrilled to be a part of letting people know about it. Dr. Paul Soderna at Michigan Medicine as we continue on the Paul W. Smith Show.